Hello, and welcome back to That's Life. I'm your host, Matthew Whisker, and today I will be talking about cancel culture. I will outline the history of the movement, how it spiralled into its current form, and discuss whether or not I agree with it. As always, I'll leave it up to you at home to decide whether or not you think our society should have an emphasis on cancel culture and how positive or negative it is in today's world. According to the Urban Dictionary, being cancelled is to dismiss somebody or something. It is to reject an individual or an idea. It is distinct from call-out culture, in which people name other people, either to build them up or to shame them. Unlike call-out culture, cancel culture specifically seeks to get people discredited for things they have done in the past, whether or not they are seeking change in the present. The origins of cancel culture are not known, but they're thought to have begun in a 1991 cult classic crime thriller called New Jack City, starring Wesley Snipes. It was a throwaway piece of dialogue in which Snipes' character Nino cancels his girlfriend, but it wasn't until 2014, during an episode of the VH1 show Love and Hip Hop, that the term made a resurgence. Completely coincidental, I'm sure, but it was a piece of dialogue between the bizarrely named Diamond Strawberry and her boyfriend, Cisco Rosado, that brought it into the forefront of public awareness. There's no hiding the fact that in the six years since that clip made it to the airwaves, cancel culture has taken on a whole different form and a whole different shape. The seriousness of it is more prevalent in today's society than it has ever been before, with celebrities and normal people being cancelled left, right and centre. Just recently, J.K. Rowling, the beloved author of the Harry Potter books, has faced calls of cancellation for her stance on trans women. Her view that trans women should be called people who menstruate was met with a furious reception, with people calling for her name to be separated from her works. In response to the tweets, some of which tried to point out counter-arguments to her opinion, others which put forward the proposal that art and creators should be separated. She published an essay online which sought to clarify her ideas. Today, that battle to cancel J.K. Rowling is still ongoing. Even historical figures who cannot speak for themselves have recently come under the spotlight of cancel culture. The slave trade and all those who had a part in it have become increasingly scrutinised for the role in how they treated their slaves. Genghis Khan has been a focus for his violent ways. It seems like nobody, whether or not they have been in the wrong, is safe from the throes of cancel culture. My own personal view stems from what I've seen in other people's lives. Some of those are people who I know and love, as well as people who I see in the media. All have been adversely affected by this phenomenon. Before I had a face in the name, someone I love was once accused of botching a wedding photo shoot for another photographer. The terrible edits that had supposedly been done had actually been superimposed by the bride herself in the weeks following her receiving the photos, which effectively ruined the person that I knew knows blossoming career as a photographer. This was long before cancel culture had a name and a face. Now it is prominent in society's way of thinking, this mentality of cancellation has morphed into something of a hydra. If you cut off one head, six more emerge to take its place. There are three things about cancel culture that I think are true for us today. First, it's causing us to focus too much on the past. I appreciate and I even advocate that change needs to happen in our societies, but I think that if we get wrapped up in the past too much, it can actually prevent us from progressing as a society. When people talking about we need to be progressive when people are talking about we need to keep moving forward 
put their toppling statues around the world. What does that do to further the pursuit of ending systemic racism in our communities? What does that do to progress society? What does that do to further society and further equality? The destruction of a statue glorifying a slave trader does bring a new cultural norm in. Absolutely. It brings in the norm of statues must be toppled, statues must be destroyed. But I don't think it goes any way to making people's inherent racism stop. People who see the statues being thrown into rivers, being taken down, they, the ones who don't agree, don't immediately say, oh, I'd better stop stereotyping people now. They don't say, oh, these people are right, just because they see a statue being toppled. Instead, more division is created. Because, ironically, those people who don't agree with things like the Black Lives Matter movement, are most impacted by it. They see it and they close themselves off even more. If they don't get on board, not necessarily with Black Lives Matter, but with the idea that equality needs to happen in all spheres of life, then cancelling people in the past becomes antithetical to this whole concept of furthering equality. It becomes a counterproductive... Yeah, it becomes counterproductive mess. Next, I believe it brings in an us-versus-them mentality. If one group of people is focused on cancelling others, then automatically it is an uneven playing field and an unhealthy level of conflict. I was always taught, growing up and going through university, my undergraduate degree, if you face conflict, resolve it maturely, speak to the person. Try and, try and get them to talk about how they're feeling and how they felt at the time. People who are cancelling others aren't doing that. They're saying, oh, this person has done something that's offended me. Therefore, I'm going to call them out. I'm going to get people to cancel them. The people seeking to cancel others are then lauded on the pedestal. When they're seen as heroes. They're seen as the underdog. When actually it's easy to forget that nobody's perfect, nobody's a hero and nobody is God. When we bolster others based on their attempts at cancelling those who have done them even the slightest bit of wrong, we promote a lifestyle of defamation and a declaration of disaster over others. Previously, people have talked about defamation. They have said it's a very negative thing. Now, we talk about cancelling people. It is literally defamation in some cases. Other cases, you know, absolutely, you know, it turns out to be true. But in some cases, it absolutely, it's defamation. It's a form of defamation. And people are quick to, to knee-jerk and say, oh, this person's being cancelled, therefore the, per the victim must be right. I believe that that culture and that lifestyle is, is promoted and that disaster over people's livelihoods, lives, careers, mental well-being is, is all promoted. Finally, I believe it victimises everybody. When we focus on casting someone else, it makes us a victim of our prior circumstances and situations. But it also focuses on creating current victims in the form of those who are being cancelled. I think when we get stuck in our past and we get stuck in, in the, the stuff that people have done to wrong us, then it becomes problematic for us and for other people. I think that if we are stuck in that, that area of life and it's been resolved then we should not need to cancel anybody. 
you know, I'm not saying we should never be held accountable for actions and we should never hold people accountable for other people's actions. Absolutely, I believe we should. But depending on what they are, the world does not need to know every single bit of dirty laundry that we own and every bit of dirty laundry that other people know. I know if everything that I've ever done wrong was aired to the world, the world would hate me. People I love would, would leave. People I know and respect would lose their trust for me. But I think that if the person involved in being cancelled is a person of influence, then absolutely the world should know if that has not been resolved. But I don't believe accountability is a call to cancel. I believe it's a revealing of prior actions followed by the upholding of a new standard for that person. That should be a higher standard. One that, that prevents them from doing the same thing over and over and over again. If they genuinely want to change, they won't repeat their former mistakes unless they have some kind of mental diagnosis, mental health condition that that causes them to do so. I believe that we should still show grace, that we should hold people accountable, but also bear in mind that there may be an explanation for what they're doing and why they're doing it. But if they still have not changed and they've not repented, and if they do not live up to that new standard, it should be up to each individual person who has been affected by them, whether or not they call them out. They go to theoretically cancel them. I believe that for everyone else, it's up for us, whether or not, up to us, whether or not we choose to contribute to that person's livelihood. If they're a musician, we can choose whether or not we indulge in their content. For example, Michael Jackson has been cancelled. But it's up to people to choose whether or not they listen to his music. Yes, he may have said and done things that that are awful. He may not have. I don't know the full facts of the whole Michael Jackson story to comment on that. But it's still my choice whether or not I listen to his music. But I don't think people should be universally cancelled in response to prime misdoings. I think it's only in extreme circumstances, like if a crime is committed, that I think action should be taken. I think that before a crime is, is suspected even, stuff should not be aired to the world. It should be resolved in private, with a few people kind of knowing I think bring people to justice who have committed crimes. Absolutely, bring them to justice for what they've done. But I think also you should let people continue to have that choice about whether they invest in the content produced by those people, if there is any to be consumed at all. I think there's a difference between cancelling people and bringing people to justice. People can be brought to justice and still have their stuff listened to and read and watched, etc., Personally, I would never, if they were found guilty of a crime. But again, it's my choice. If people want to watch a film by a film director who has been found guilty of all sorts of crimes, then it's their choice. It's a boundary issue. So I think you can guess that my overall view of cancel culture is that yes, it needs to be cancelled. Recently, the term cancel cancel culture has been trending on Twitter. 
and I honestly could not agree more with it. It promotes mutual understanding because nobody is perfect, firstly. But one person cancels on one day, they could be cancelled for on the next. For example, Nancy Pelosi. Throughout the coronavirus pandemic, Nancy Pelosi has blasted key politicians for refusing to wear masks. Now she faces the repercussions of a decision she made at the end of August to enter a hair salon in San Francisco without a mask on. At that time it was illegal to even enter a hair salon with a mask off, let alone with a mask on. Nancy Pelosi now faces being cancelled for something she was trying to cancel others about. Cancel cancel culture also does not target a person or an organisation, instead it targets a concept, which means nobody can become a victim from it, because how can you make a victim of a concept? I think we need to show grace to others. I think the more grace we can extend to them, the less division there will be in society. I also think that by stepping back and by not acting rashly, and by treating others how you would like to be treated, we can effectively eradicate cancel culture from the world. Now, earlier in this episode, I talked about cancel culture being like a hydra. that If you cut off one head, six more take its place. I think that if you don't act roughly, if you step back, if you treat others how you would like to be treated and not cancel them, then cancel culture is still like a hydra, but you cut all six heads off at once and make sure none of the heads come back. You know, if you step back and think, how would I feel if it were me being cancelled by them? I think we all know what the answer is. If you think you feel good, that's a lie, you're deceiving yourself. Nobody wants their livelihoods, passions and dreams suddenly stripped away from them. People have to provide for their families. People have to provide for the people they love. If we take the mindset that everybody makes mistakes and show grace to them, then the world will have a new standard to live up to. Obviously in a perfect world, I wish cancel culture were cancelled, quite literally. I know this isn't a perfect world, and that it probably won't happen straight away, but I believe it can happen. And I honestly believe it would help bring life and hope into areas of people's everyday that isn't currently available for the majority of people around the world. Thanks to all of you who have listened to this podcast. As always, if you want to keep up to date with all the information, follow my Instagram account at MatthewWhisker1 and my Twitter account at MatthewWhisker. If you have any questions at all, do not be afraid to reach out via my comments or DMs. Sometimes I post polls as well, so feel free to use them. If I use any questions in any of the podcast episodes, they will all be anonymous, so do not feel like you're worried about your name being read out. Well, it won't be. If you want to hear more content, check out my album Change which is now out on all platforms. Also, please do check out my other podcast Let's Talk About, which is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you want a double dose of discussion. Just search for Matthew Whisker on the search tab. I hope you enjoy.